welcome to the Glass City Church podcast. Just when you thought the coronavirus wasn't enough, we got murder hornets. Welcome to the year of 2020. Did, this is Did you see the video I I like shared on uh, social media? I did. About the guy who like actually had a murder hornet sting him? Yeah. That's not Good ideal. Good golly. It's not ideal. Holy mackerel. That's a lot of fish. It's uh it's pretty terrifying. Have you seen the National Geographic uh videos that they have of those things? No, I I got too scared. Dude, those things are terrifying. They literally destroy bees. Like they go into a hive and if they're like westernized bees, like European bees. Like they have McDonald's and stuff? Yep. Okay. And iPhones. Uh, they cannot Oh, come on. Those come out of China. What are you talking about? Come on now. Um they can't they can't defend themselves. Like they Literally just get destroyed. There was thirty thousand bees in a video I saw with like eight of the Japanese hornets. What the, the what those are, and they destroyed thirty thousand bees in three hours. Just just destroyed them. They what they usually is there, do. Is there ill will between them or I, like they're just, maybe like they're a, just mad? Like a, a they're mad Hatfields hornets. and McCoys kind of thing. I mean, what's they're they're just angry. The the Japanese honeybees actually cook them to death. So what they they actually built up a defense. And I did a lot of research, apparently. Apparently, you really nerded out on this one. I did. Okay. And they literally, they they swarm the Japanese hornet, and then they cook it to death. They heat up their wings, and they can only handle a couple degrees difference than the bees can handle, and the bees cook them to death. That's how they defend they themselves. They cook them? Yes. Okay. Terrifying. This is the year of 2020. So it's not good to be... It, I, I probably won't relocate to Japan then. No. Because you've got the murder hornets... They have them in France too. They've been in France. They're move. They're moving. They're moving to France. They're 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 migrating. They have little baguettes and mustache and smell like smelly cheese. Oh my gosh! World domination of the murder hornet. Of the murder hornet. Total domination. That's not good. It's not. It's not at all. Well, this is Justin Shirley, intern here at Glass City Church, across the desk from Pastor Jeff Lavalette. Jeff, I like your shirt. It looks very nice. Well, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I was just having this conversation about an hour ago. I was at, uh, meeting with a guy and just talking about how, like, the way that you dress, you know, because there's there's so many things that have changed in in our, you know, pandemic era uh, lifestyle, and a lot of times it's like, oh, why bother? You is know, this like, the the pastel era of Jeff? No, this is the um, instead of just kind of you know wearing whatever. It's like, hey, I want to I want to present myself well. I want to uh, put some thought into that uh, because even though. Everyone's just kind of like whatever right now. Um, that's that's not a great um, that's not a great plan for for you know cultivating a, a positive uh, vibe going on. Yeah. So you're trying to break the break the chain. Well, I mean, yeah, I could I could just walk around and 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 just look frumpy all day, but and no one would care. But at the same time, you know, I I, I do care, and and I want to. Um, I just I just want to want to feel good. You know, yeah. So well, you look good. If well, that, thanks. If that counts for anything. I'm I'm excited. Yeah. And Jeff, you preached a sermon uh, a couple of days ago, didn't you? I did. I yeah. d- tend to do that. Yeah. Sometimes. Um. It is. Uh. We're in Mark four, right? Mark four. Mark four one, one through, through twenty. 20. Tell yeah, us about it's, that. Yeah, it's it's an adventure every week because I never know where I'm going to be until until I start. You know, just just uh, until you it, are. It's, where it's not just like the next passage in John, yeah. um, which I'm looking forward to getting back to John, no uh, no doubt. But I've really really enjoyed um, 
just just you know asking the lord where where do, where do we go you know like what's what's uh what what do you have for this for us this week and and it's been interesting too because it's either been you know things that maybe i've uh either touched on in the past or or just common you know well known passages um where where they're so well known that we run the run the risk of being casual with them or just kind of like relying on our resting on our laurels when it comes to oh yeah I read that once and I learned this about it yeah and so um, really enjoyed um, the preparation for it um, just the way that um, <clears throat> just the way that it was uh, I, I a lot of times if you go to Glass City or if you check out our stuff online um, I, I like to try to come up with ways to um, illustrate, uh, some of the, you know, some of the aspects of the text, um, in, in, uh, different ways that, that may help us think about them, um, in a more, uh, a more helpful way. And so, um, I don't even know where it came from. I mean, I think I, I know where it came from, but, uh, just the, the whole idea of, of, of electromagnetic, um, you know, uh, waves and because I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not a big science guy uh, in terms of like being good at it. Uh, I was I felt bad for all of my lab partners back in high school, but um, thinking about I can only imagine. Oh man, I mean, I was I was ADD as could be, and also just completely put you in front of a Bunsen burner and no, that's all a bad call. That's a bad call. But um, so yeah, thinking about the ways that uh, the things that are around us um, that we 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 can't see, but we certainly. Um, they 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 have effect. They have the you know there's there's things going on all the time. If something as stupid as a radio, and and if but if you don't have a radio transmitter, or I'm sorry, a radio receiver and an antenna, um, you're not picking up on it. and You're not even aware of it. And so I'm um, thinking about how we prepare ourselves to tune into what God's already doing, or what God's showing us, or or the you know in this in this particular parable, uh, the seed that's being sown, um, and 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 the way that we can. Uh, put ourselves in the line of that, you know, it's, it's, it's the same as, you know, we, the Holy Spirit's the one who fills us, uh, but we want to put our bucket under the faucet. I think I've used that analogy before. And so putting ourselves in the position, uh, to receive and to, and to germinate and to, you know, uh, always be, uh, you know, putting down, you know, let, letting roots grow so that fruit is produced and, and all of that. And so we, we talked about, um, because what Jesus is talking about here is, is, you know, it's a parable is everyone calls it the parable of the sower. I'd rather call it the parable of the soils because it's not really about the sower. Um, mm-hmm. the sower is, is always constant. You know, the, the sower is always, um, doing the, doing what a sower does. Uh, the, the variable there is this, is the different, the four different kinds of soil that, that Jesus describes there. And so, um, to, and, and, and even in that, you know, even some of the research I was doing, I don't do a lot of commentary work unless, unless something, you know, there's, there's, there's something that, that, um, seems confusing. Um, but, but uh, everything I read or, or watched or listened to pertaining to this particular passage, um, always landed on one of, one of two sides. And, and I really felt the, um, I, it, it just seemed clear to me that the, no, this isn't an either or. This is a both and. You know, this is this is pertaining to uh, when when the when the gospel uh, you know is 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 preached or is shared or is um, is is demonstrated. Even uh, there's four different you know kind of four basic um, scenarios that can go on, um, but it's also uh, for the believer. Um, who who is who the, you know, the word of the Lord is being is being scattered and, and um, so I think it's it, it works on both levels and I think that was intentional I don't think it's you know trying to read into it too much I think it's actually trying to see the whole 
picture or as much of it as we can see at this particular moment. Um, and we can yep. talk about that a little bit more, but yeah, it was a, uh, it was a really, um, it was, it was a stressful sermon. Uh, honestly, I was, really? I, I was stressed out when I was, when I was getting ready to preach mm-hmm. and even when I was preaching, because, you know, I was really just trusting that what the Lord had, had shared, had, had, had me to share, uh, yeah. wasn't just me. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's, it's, you know, it's 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 risky from the human side. It's not risky from God's side, uh, but you know, to to really just go out on a limb and just and, and say and proclaim what the Lord is leading you to do without you know necessarily having all the um, the safe the perceived safety of well, this is what everyone else has always said, or yeah. you know, this is all this is the the widely accepted. Um, but I but I I think uh, I th- I think that what what you know the what ended up happening um was was what was supposed to happen and um i'm just thankful that the lord gave me the courage to do it yeah i don't know we don't talk about that very much but like preaching's like stressful like yeah. it's 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 a lot of guys try to play it off like it's cool every time i preach i don't get nervous about the actual public speaking uh but i don't want to screw it up either like i don't want to say something wrong or i don't want to mislead or i don't want to um cause undue you know, consternation or anything yeah. like that. Or uh, be in, like incorrect, be wrong. Well, absolutely. Yeah. And and so um, that's that's something that's always very heavy heavy on my heart. And um, that's why I do spend a lot of time preparing yeah. and making sure that it, I, I don't want to take that casually. And a lot of times people see, you know, if a, if a preacher's not in a suit or, you know, is is using different analogies or, or you, you God forbid being funny. Um, a lot of a lot of times that gets uh, wrongly equated with taking the word casually, but we want to handle the word with with care and with reverence and and uh, just respect for the power of it. And man, if if we can do that, you know, as preachers, then I think uh, I think God does a lot of handling the rest too. Yeah, yeah. No. Uh, so talk to me a little bit about the soils. Uh, you said there's four soils and this is the passage that there is four soils. Uh, let's, let's talk about, let's talk about some dirt, Jeff. Talk about some dirt. Okay. So, um, well, so in the first portion, um, Jesus articulates, you know, there's, there's a, there's a sower goes out to sow, um, the seed, uh, falls along the path, uh, or it falls along rocky ground or falls along authority uh, ground or falls along good ground. Mm-hmm. And, and, and all four of those though. Um, the, one of the, one of the main points is yes, there's only one ground where it falls and takes root and produces fruit, but the seed still goes out over everything. And so when you're talking about this, as it pertains to people outside of the kingdom of God, um, I, I love the way, uh, that this is not like find the good soil and then sow the seed, because that's what our modern world with its efficiency and return on investment um, and, you know, results-based, you know... Um, Crop insurance. Just all, all of that goofiness yeah. that we... Because we, we have a real low view of God's sovereignty and salvation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's like, well, we got to find the person who's actually interested. It's like, you have no idea who's interested. And some of the people who look interested aren't interested. They're just, w- whatever, being nice. Or they or, grew, you know, they're polite and have manners, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so uh, I love the way that, that Jesus... Um, articulates the way that the seed is spread over over all these soils only, even though only one and, and and god knows you know god knows where wh- whose hearts are, are are what and and all of that too so even factoring all of that in we got the hard ground um i tried to i tried to be helpful about kind of like translating it into maybe and this isn't like this isn't scripture and this is my opinion uh but but trying to be helpful in helping people you know wade through some of the 
you know, well, I wonder what that means. And mm-hmm. so, you know, as, as it, as it, as it stands in my head, you know, the first, first one is the hard ground, um, because it's along the path and pathways get beaten down because they're walked on every day. Um, but, but looking at the, the context, um, this would be the hard heart, the self-sufficient, the self-reliant, um, avoiding vulnerability, um, where, where something, you know, it's like for me, a lot of times, you know, people who need to learn the hard way, you know, where it's like, Hey, here's, here's something. And they're like, well, I don't want it. You know, um, I was just having a conversation earlier today about, um, the, the chosen and, and how like for, it's, it's a, it's a series that's, um, there's an app for it and all that. It's and incredible. Like, well, and I was, but I, but I was talking ab- about the the fact that I have a natural aversion to anything that somebody wants me to do or thinks is good, because if everyone thinks it's good, it's probably not that good. You know, it's like <laughs> the pop music uh, analogy of like you're one of those guys. Yeah, I, I totally am, and it's <laughs> it's just who I am, and and I, I I try not to be, but you know when or you know it's like well, you know if if somebody says something's really cool, but they drive like a you know like a a junky car or something like that. They're like, Oh man, this is awesome. And, and, you know, this is a great, you know, this is a great thing for cars. And I was like, well, your car sucks. So, you know, <laughs> it's like, um, so anyways, all that to say, um, that's kind of the, the hard heartedness of, of, you know, when it comes to the gospel, people who are like, Oh no, because Christians, you know, this sounds too easy or I had a bad experience with the, with a Christian or, mm-hmm. you know, something bad happened in my life. And why would God do that? I mean, that's a lot of times, what what this this hard ground this 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 pathway uh soil um at least as i as i imagine it as i think about it that's kind of what comes to mind and, and mm-hmm. it's because we have an idol of control uh we don't want to be vulnerable we don't want to admit that we don't know everything we don't want to uh you know acknowledge the fact that we don't have it all figured out so when something comes along that that seems counterintuitive to us or, or seems uh, outside of what we've already accepted um, or, or if the package it comes in isn't, isn't, you know, what, what, what we would need to, to, to see. Um, but it's all, it all boils down to an idol of control. Uh, and then we've got the rocky ground and this is the thin layer of soil that Jesus talks about, um, where there's, there's, there's some soil, but, but it's, it's on a bunch of rocks. And I don't know if you've ever tried to plant, you know, something on a bunch of rocks. It doesn't usually go pretty well. No, and it so, um, but 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 what's going on here? A lot of times you read rocky soil. Oh, it's rough. No, it's not rough. It's just that there's no depth uh, because you've got a thin layer of soil and then bedrock. There's mm-hmm. no there's nothing else in there. And so this was like kind of the the way that I think about it is like the overly emotional heart. Emotions are great. They're wonderful. They're a gift from God. God has them. We are His image bearers. That being said. When our emotions rule over everything uh, in a disproportionate way, then we start chasing feelings. We start chasing <laughs> a, an experience. Um, I, I, I'm just reading through through my notes. It ten, tends to be immature, where it's not fully developed because it doesn't understand the need for depth. Um, you know, the minute things get challenging, it jumps ship. And so the idol there is an idol of comfort, mm-hmm. because comfort is how we feel, and, yeah. and, it, and it's how we, you know, it, it's if we're chasing after comfort, then anything that's not comfortable. Or anything that seems comfortable at first, and so like what Jesus says, that the 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 seed goes and it, it sprouts up quickly, but then then the heat starts to bake it, you know, and then there's wind and then there's there's hardship, and it's like okay, peace out, I'm done, and and so um, as it pertains to the non-believer, this is you know, and I've seen this before where there's over emotionalism in the church. And it's all about how you feel. And again, I'm not diminishing feelings, but I'm saying keep them in proportion yeah. and, and let them be ruled by truth. And so um, it's like, oh, this felt really good. And then all of a sudden, oh, wait, that was the, oh, could that, that's not how you ever heard the term or somebody say, I could never believe in a God who would do that. 
Yeah. Which is just, is, is emotionalism like mm-hmm. at its core. Uh, because it it's doesn't, putting God in the box. Well, it doesn't feel good to us. And, yeah. and if, 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 if the test of God's goodness is, is what feels good to us, we have just switched places with God because mm-hmm. we, we are submitting to him. We are not, he is not under our, he does not need our approval. Um, we need to, we, we need his approval and we only have that in Christ. So uh, the idol, there's comfort. And then there's the thorny ground and that's the crowded heart. That's where there's all, you know, it's just ton of different stuff already going on and so and in different pursuits and passions and desires um, that are that are um, contrary to the soil uh, or the seed rather that that you know the gospel the the truth about God uh, all of that stuff um, and and this is something again as it pertains as it pertains to non-believers it's like you, you get questions like well if I follow Jesus can I still you know or do I yeah. have to or you know what? Well, what? What about this? You know, it's it's all these different conditions that are that are um, streaming from desires that are not that are not submitting to God. Yeah. And so, um, and, uh, yeah, I'll get into a little bit more how it pertains to believers. Uh, but you know, the, the God's place in their in their life in their heart um, as they consider the gospel uh, seems to seems there's no room. <laughs> there's no room uh, for for you know, desiring God above everything else. Uh, and then you got the fourth soil, the good ground. This is the fruitful heart. This is the, the soil that produces fruit, um, finds everything that it needs in Christ, not power, control, approval, or comfort. The idol for the last one was a power and approval, by the way, for the thorny ground. Um, because you're either trying to get everyone else's approval by being busy and by having the things that everyone else thinks you should have or the world tells you you should have, mm-hmm. uh, or power, you know, where you don't want... Because because the seed of the gospel uh, is a is a is a mighty oak, you know it's a it's a it's, it's giant, and so you don't have power because uh, it 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 necessarily uh, draws the conclusion that God is the one who's it, who 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 has power. And um, gosh, if we haven't if we haven't seen that in the past six seven eight weeks, I don't know what what would convince us of it. Uh, but yeah, the good ground is the ground that um, you know uh, produces the branch that abides in the vine, you know, where, where, you know, apart from me, you can do nothing, but if you abide in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Mm-hmm. Um, so even, you know, using that same agricultural, uh, uh metaphor, um, and, and that soil, uh, the, the, the first thing that it produces, the seed produces in that soil is worship where you're, where, where Christ is the center. Uh, he directs and forms, permeates every area of life. And that, that is anti the thorny ground because there's all these other competitors that is anti the, the rocky shallow ground because, uh, nothing, nothing that doesn't feel good ever takes root. And, mm-hmm. and it, and it's, uh, it's anti the, the beaten path because man, we don't want to be vulnerable enough to, to actually submit to Christ because submission requires vulnerability and humility. And, um, and there's all kinds of things that snatch that away. And so, yeah, I, I, I love uh, the point Jesus is making uh, because he says that, that the good soil produces 30, 60, 100-fold. And as I said a couple times in my sermon, um, tenfold was was like, this is good. You know, economy's good, uh, unemployment's low, uh, GDP is up, you know, all that stuff. The Dow is doing S&P, whatever. Um, well, 15 was, the, was like Guinness Book of World Records uh, 15 times. Uh, um, uh, 15-fold or whatever was like, that's the, that's what you reach for, but you never really get. Yeah. And Jesus, I mean, nothing he says is is casual or, or, or not deliberate. And he says it's 30, 
60 or 100. So, so the good soil automatically produces twice as much fruit as the best possible harvest you could ever think of by man, man's standards, man's power, man's ability. And then you get 60, which obviously is four times that. And then you get 100, which is even more. And so uh, when God gets involved, the harvest goes up. And without his involvement, there's no harvest, um, which I think applies to both believers and non-believers. Yeah. So. Well, talk to me about, so I, I love the fact that the, the language here is agricultural. Um, we were just talking about this before the podcast. Uh, and it's incredible that God chose to, to speak on the people's terms who were listening. Um, you know, it's, it's just, I don't know. It's a, I, when I was listening to this yesterday and meditating on it, I, I just thought that was a like so personal uh, thing that God would would do to put it into our terms and perspective and specifically in their perspective. And so talk to me a little bit about, um, so they're just like soil, you have, you know, type A soil, which is like topsoil, you have B, which is the rockier soil and uh, like bedrock underneath that. Um, there's multiple layers to this um, parable. Yeah. Um, so we have the, the uh, initial layer, which was for non-believers, um, but you said that there's also f- four believers, the lower level of the soil, so to speak. I'm not trying to be confusing with the soil here. Right, we're, we're getting we're, we're getting a little we're getting in the weeds. Uh, too, too much. Yeah, stop it. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> hey, I contextualize. What can I say? Um, well, no. To go back to your first point, though, yeah. is that he's using an ag- agricultural um, context. Um, and if you think about it, everything about God has to be brought down to our level. And mm-hmm. and in a sense, and this isn't this isn't to be condescending in in the negative way, but it has to be dumbed down for us a little bit, mm-hmm. because because God's God's wisdom is is higher is you know God's foolishness is higher than our wisdom. Um, God God's you know the attributes of God we 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 should and and I'll, always try to understand Him as best we can, knowing that we're going to be frustrated if we expect that our, our human minds are going to be able to fully wrap around him. So even in the way that he saves, he sent Jesus to become a man. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he, 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 he contextualized, you know, he, he, he condescended to us. Yeah. yeah. And, and so like why, you know, and, and so why wouldn't he, and why, you know, he, he wants us to know him. Uh, that's why we have the Bible. That's why we have the Holy Spirit. You know, like like uh, that's why Christ reconciled us to Him and rest, restored our 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 you know relationship with Him. Um, and so, yes, uh, at that time, I mean, agriculture was a big deal. Not so much now for us. Um, I mean, obviously, we would notice if the agricultural uh, economy uh, crashed uh, because we'd all be uh, very very hungry. Uh, but. And I think that's too why, like it's like I said at the beginning, I like to try to um, take these things and try to put them in into a context that we can understand. Uh, we love communication, we love technology, we love all of those things. And so, thinking about it in terms of radio waves and electro electromagnetic things and stuff like that, well, you don't have to be a popular science subscriber to to necessarily get that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know. For me, it was really helpful to say, "Look, there's all these things that that you know we have to tune into in order to you know if you, if you if your Wi-Fi is down, you're not getting on the internet, you know things like that, where we want to put ourselves in a position to to have our our the soil of our hearts uh, in such a way that we can receive and and apply, and so um, 
yeah, the agricultural uh, aspect of it, uh, very intentional, obviously, uh, and helpful um, for for the immediate the immediate audience at that time, but also um, uh, for us because it doesn't take a, a rocket scientist to to understand there's a difference between those four types of soil. Uh, but it's a yeah. beautiful illustration of that point. And so, what were what were you saying then in in terms of uh, yeah? So we have you know one level of this parable is for believers and then or sorry for non-believers and then the other is for um for believers so kind of take us to, to another layer down yeah well and i, th- I think um i think a, a helpful way to say that would be like uh it pertains to the state of believers versus non-believers um mm-hmm. because i think all, all of this is is uh is obviously we're not going to be able to understand it if we don't have the holy spirit you know yeah. and, and and uh that being said um i think that it's it's really interesting to me um, that a lot of times we'll either think of this as just pertaining to or, or describing the hearts of non-believers, whereas um, what Jesus says is, um, if you get into like verses 10 through 12, where he says, uh, to you uh, has been given the, the secret of the kingdom of God, uh, but for those outside, everything is in parables. And so uh, the secret of the kingdom of God is that Jesus is Lord, because that's, that has to be revealed to us. We don't, we, we don't come to that conclusion on our own. Uh, that is a work of the Holy Spirit, uh, unveiling our eyes and and you know quickening our hearts and and transforming our minds um, at the at the point of justification and then continually through sanctification and those are big words. Justification just means uh, we are, our our legal standing before God goes from guilty uh, to innocent, mm-hmm. um, and and then sanctification is the is the ongoing work of remodeling our hearts and minds and and lives. Uh, to be conformed or, or you know, to, to look more and more and more uh, like Jesus uh, and to love and to want more and more and more of, of Jesus. Uh, but the, he, he says, you know, if, if um, in, in 13, I think, uh, or 14, verses 13 or 14, he says, if you don't understand this parable, you can't understand the other parables. He says, what, you don't understand this? How do you expect to understand the rest? Yeah. That is the, this is the only parable he says that about. And so, what I take that to mean, and I think this is, I think this is, is fair and accurate, is that um, we need this. This this parable is the key to other parables, and and so as it pertains to believers, because we don't need a, we don't need a, um, you know, a uh, what's what's the word, a dissertation on the fact that you know if people don't believe in Jesus and then they hear the gospel that three out of four times at least is probably not going to, you know, they're probably not just going to jump on it. Yeah. Um, because the only way that happens is if they, if their hearts are prepared to hear it mm-hmm. uh, and the Holy spirit does that. But, uh, but rather uh, I think there's a lot to be gleaned for the believer when considering um, the soil of our own hearts, because you get saved. Yes, that is a work of God, but in order to grow, we have to want to grow. We have to prepare our hearts to grow and, um, and and I don't think it's I don't think I need to defend that statement, but I will. Um, <laughs> there 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 are uh, times in all of our lives where we're spiritually stagnant. Mm-hmm. There are sometimes extended seasons uh, for some Christians where they just kind of like get lazy, or they you know just you know they they let the world, the flesh, and the devil inform them more than than the Spirit of God. And and so um, I think that the fact that this parable is the key to understanding the other parables. Um, is is very uh, it's very obvious uh, that this has plenty to say about us as well as um, the the people that we're called to reach and and, and all of that. Um, I just I, I can't see a way around that, mm-hmm. and and I don't think it's I don't think it's you know 
I don't think it's splitting hairs or, or you know, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? I've been doing this all day. I don't I'm having brain brain issues here. Um, that that it, that it's over analyzing it uh, to say that this parable being the key to the other parables has a lot to say about uh, what it says about our hearts as well. Yeah. So, talk to me about. Um, so here's a here's a theological question for you. Are you ready? Fire away, buddy. Um, so w- when I first heard this parable, um, and I was uh, studying theology for the first time, like really hardcore studying theology for the first time, this was a verse that kind of hung me up a little bit. So if if this is this parable is about salvation, is this to say that people, um, if their hearts aren't prepared, let me retract that. Uh, is this saying that people can reject God if he has called them? If the seed has been sown, can can someone reject God? Is that what this is saying? Absolutely not. No. Explain that for no. me. No. Well, I mean, this is this is where it's like just essential if you're if you're trying to do some theological work uh, to to take the the whole Bible. Um, so you you look at John six, you know, where where Jesus says, you know, all who the Father gives me will come to me. Mm-hmm. You know, and I will never lose any of them. Um, you know, and you cannot come to me unless the Father uh, who sent me draws you to him. You know, I've, t- I've said it before, the word draws there, and I ripped this off of R.C. Sproul, uh, actually um, is, is translated uh, drags. A little more aggressive. Yeah, it's, it's, it's more like we're kicking and screaming because we, we do. We love our own glory. We love our own control. We love our own power. Uh, and that's because we don't really understand. It's like somebody who loves snorkeling until they go scuba diving, you know, until they really understand the snorkeling it. again. Yeah, because because it's it's such a helpful way for me um, to understand it. Is is that? Yeah. So no, it's not. It's not that anyone can. You know that that we can just tell God no. If so, we got three seat. We got three uh, soils there that are telling God no. Yeah. And then you got the good soil, and the good soil. The difference between the good soil and, and the other soils is that it is ready. And the only way that anyone is ready to receive Christ is if the Holy Spirit has prepared, you know, has opened the eyes. Um, there's, there's uh, you know, the order of salvation, uh, you know. The ordo salutis. I, I don't want to get too geeky here. Sorry, I did. But, but there's, I mean, you know, or, or let's just go to Ephesians 2 because that's a real easy, helpful place to go. You know, you've been saved by grace through faith. So the faith is a gift um, that, that, that we receive uh, because of his grace. Um, and it is not a result of works. And so at that point, as this pertains to salvation, that, that work is God's and God's alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so and once, he, once he shows us uh, his, his glory and goodness and faithfulness and, and our hearts understand it, uh, you know, as much as we can before we really get into theology and, and even life uh, as a Christian and getting to see God at work, um, yeah, that's a work of of him, and 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 no, we 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 cannot. Re- it's it's irresistible grace. I mean, it's it's a it's, it's a changing of our affections. Well, it's so. a it's a here's what it is. Okay, you take a piece of bread, you throw it in a toaster. I like toast. You burn the toast. I don't like burnt toast. How many people can take a burnt piece of toast and turn it back into a piece of bread? Nobody, because it's a chemical change where carbon is produced. And you cannot you cannot rewind that. Mm-hmm. In the same way, when our hearts are inclined towards God by the work of the Spirit, um, it's not that we. And it's not even that we can't. Be, we can't, but we wouldn't want to. Yeah. Like there's there's no there's no just there. It doesn't it 
there's no water in that well anymore. Mm-hmm. And so, no, once, once we understand who God is and, and what he's done for us, um, there's, there's no walking that back yeah, or rejecting it. Yeah. So, so as we're looking at this pertaining to just, or sorry, sanctification, becoming more and more like Christ. Yeah. Uh, talk to me about how that soil is tended. So right now I'm actually, while I was listening there, I was at least, I was working through your sermon as I was putting a little, I don't know if you've ever seen those gardening, uh, like pellet things that have like dirt and it's compact. Then you put hot water on it and it like expands. So you can put absolutely no idea. Okay. Well, I just started gardening. Um, thank you for Andrew Peterson for encouraging me to do that. And a bunch of other people, um, the musician, Jeff, would you say, would you say your, your brother nature? What? We've got mother nature and then your your brother nature. I don't know. That was a parks and rec thing. Anyways. <laughs> um so I just started I just started figuring, you know, there's a lot of things that come with gardening and, and planting vegetables and things like that. And so it was really cool to see the parallels. I was like, Oh, that's cool. Like parallel like I just that's awesome. And so I was nerding out on that. But there you're right. Like I have this so there is the a giant tree stump that is in this little patch of dirt that I have, and it's all the dirt that I have. And so I need to remove that stump. Um, And I had to remove weeds and roots and all kinds of stuff, and I'm still chopping away at this stump. Um, So as this pertains to to salvation, is is it us? that's doing this? Is it the Holy Spirit that is tilling this soil and, and making it ready? How does that work? It's a D, uh, all the above. You know, I mean, we, we, we certainly do play a, a role in our sanctification in the way that we put ourselves in the position um, to be sanctified. Um, there's no, if, if you just, if you, you know, if you just sit around and, and watch Netflix and, and eat pizza and, you know, whatever, um, let me think this just popped into my head. So let me work it out. And if it doesn't, (laughs) if it's not helpful, then I apologize. But, um, you know, there's, there's the, there's the understanding and ability to work out, right. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't take a genius. If you, if you take in less calories than you, then you burn off, uh, then you lose weight. Right. And you get muscle tone and all these. So there's these natural things that happen when we submit ourselves to a process. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so when, when we think about sanctification, which is again, the, I always think about it like remodeling, you know, it's like there, there's, there's, uh, you're clearing out the old, bringing in the new, but you do it. Demolition. Well, you, you do, well, you got demo day, yeah, but which is killing sin, but, but then you've also got building up and, and, and so, and both are necessary. Um, because if you try to put kitchen cabinets in a kitchen that already has the old cabinets, it ain't working. Um, you're just going to have a whole bunch of cabinets that you can't even, well, I don't know how that would work, but so, so all that to say though, so in, in the workout analogy, if you, if you know, you know, you know, all these things, but you never actually do them, it doesn't matter how many, how many gyms you have in your house, you know, yeah. uh, weights, uh, treadmills, whatever. Um, but that knowledge and that, that ability to do that, um, is something that, that is not yours has been given to you. Mm-hmm. And so, um, when it comes to sanctification, the Holy Spirit gives us the, um, leads us, gifts us, um, encourages us, reminds us, teaches us, reproves us, corrects us, all that stuff, trains us. Yeah. Uh, but we got to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you, uh, I think it was a Francis Chan book where he said, you know, um, if you, if you uh, hire a personal trainer um, and then they go lift all the weights, 
you know, you're not going to benefit from it at all. And, yeah. and so, you know, and a lot of times the, the church falls into two categories, two kind of opposite extremes, which is the, well, I just want to go, go, go and do. And then the other extreme is the, well, I just want to read, read, read and, and, and learn. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the church is both a classroom and a gymnasium. It needs to be both. And, and it's because if you go into the gymnasium with no understanding, uh, you're going to throw, you're going to pull a hammy. You know, you're going to, something's going to go bad. Yeah. Uh, but if you just are focused and obsessed with just amassing all of this theological understanding and knowledge, but you never actually go out and work out, uh, it doesn't, gonna be, you're going to be constipated, first of all, because if you drink a bunch of protein shakes and never go to the bathroom, you know what I mean? It's just like trying to bulk up. You're just going to gain more weight. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and pretty soon we got these real fat heads in these, in, in, and we never do leg day. And so, yeah. you know, we walk around like chickens. And so every day is leg day, Jeff. Oh my gosh. And so, um, <laughs> all that to say, um, putting ourselves in the position to be sanctified is our role. Uh, yeah. the Holy spirit does sanctify. Uh, but we, we need to um, work out our, our salvation with fear and trembling. They work out. I mean, there's very mm-hmm. much, there's, there's, there's the idea of exertion. Yeah. And, um, and so, yeah, it's, it's uh, with regard to this analogy or this, this parable, though, you know, it's tilling the soil. It's, it's weeding out the soil. It's, it's putting, you know, fertilizer into the soil, all mm-hmm. these things. Um, but only God can make the, make the seeds grow, you know, yeah. the, the seed has to die and, and then, and then sprout up. And, um, so yeah, there's, there's, uh, there's definitely an element of, so as it pertains to the, to salvation, that's all God, as it pertains to sanctification, we play a role in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not, it's, it's not a, little bit of our, a mystery. Well, it's not our glory either. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, the, the fact of the matter that, that either one of us, uh, are any more spiritually mature today than we were a year ago. Um, we certainly played a role in putting ourselves in, in, in the way of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's all work of God too. And so, yeah. um, but yeah, you're right. There's also, there is a bit of a mystery to it because y- you try to diagram that out. You know, it's like one of those MC Escher paintings or whatever, where it's like the stairway that kind of keeps, you know, going around and Crazy around. Stairs. I don't maybe that. Yeah. <laughs> but, but where, where it's like, okay, but I, I don't think it's a mystery so much as it's, as it's just like. It's it just, it is, it is what it is. Yeah. You know, we want to grow. We put ourselves in the position to grow by doing the spiritual disciplines and killing sin and weeding things out. And, you know, how Hebrews 12, you know, throwing off every sin and weight that so easily entangles us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, gosh, there's so many one. I mean, the Bible is amazing in the way that it, there, it's chock full of, of um, truth about how this works and, and, and sometimes, you know, sometimes I don't, I don't need to understand gravity to know that if I jump off a building, I'm going to fall. Yeah. I just need to know that that's what gravity does. Or if you're going to drive a scooter. And, and, and yeah, thanks for that. Um, so, <laughs> so, uh, that's, that, that's another thing where, again, our power, our control, um, are enemies of that because like, I don't need to, and that doesn't mean I don't want to learn more about it, but I don't need to fully comprehend every minute you know detail about the work of God in my heart to know that he is working and to know what I what I can do uh, in order to join him in that work and to um, you know be be helpful in that work and not hindering in that work and and mm-hmm. not you know quenching the spirit when it when it comes to uh, obedience or you know it's like you know sins of commission and omission like they're both sin. So if I'm omitting the things that God has called me to do, I'm also sinning. And so, mm-hmm. I don't know, all that to say, uh, there, is, there is a certain unknown element there, but that does not in any way diminish what we do know. 
Yeah. Well, on the flip side of that, I mean, even one more, you know, perspective on this, uh, looking at us being the sowers, right? So we're called to go the great commission to go off into the world and, and make disciples. So on the flip side of this, we're also sowers. Um, and this requires us to, to go forth and to, to do that. Um, so talk to me a little bit about um, looking at looking at um, sowing the seed uh, as because we talk about First uh, Corinthians. Let me let me pull First Corinthians up real quick. It's a good book. Um, it is a good book. Uh, so it talks about we're sowing seed, right? So Paul's talking about divisions in the church, and he he says uh, essentially he's in the context of what's going on. He's talking about different people favoring other people. And he's like, well, we're just workers. Um, he's like, I planted in Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. Yep. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but, but only God who gives the growth. So another, another more language on planting and, and agriculture. Um, but we don't need to know every single thing either. I think we can do that too. Um, want to know every single minute detail in, in order to go and, and, and go sow that seed. Well, I need to know everything about the seed and how it works. And I need to know, I need to know what, uh, what level and which, uh, what patch of soil I need. We, I think we can overanalyze that too yeah. and think I need to have it all together and I need to have, I need to have the best stuff and I need to, in order for me to do the work. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think another, another helpful way to think about that is, you know, um, you know, uh, almost 14, 14 years ago now, almost in August, I'll, I'll have been married. I've been together with my wife for 16 years. Yeah. If we would have waited till we felt like we were ready to get married, we'd still be, we'd still be engaged. Yeah. You know, um, if we would have felt we, we, we adopted our, our two daughters back in uh, 2013. If we would have waited till we felt like it was something that we could do, uh, we would, we would still be without children. Um, because the fact of the matter is like, again, there's the idol, there's the idol of control, you know, the idol of power, the idol of, um, having it all together, uh, acting like God can only use a certain scenario. Uh, and, and, and without that, we're somehow like, you know, um, we're, we're limiting him or something like that. And so if, if we wait until we feel like we've got enough knowledge, enough experience, enough wisdom and enough answers, uh, before we actually, you know, scatter the seed of the gospel. Yeah. Uh, we will never, when we get to heaven, we will never meet anyone that God used us to bring to him. And that's, and that's, that's depressing. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm more and more convinced, uh, especially during this, this season of, of, of craziness that our, our, our faith, um, at least for me, I'll say this for me, my faith is, is, uh, only as, as genuine as it pertains to what I can do. Because I know that faith is a gift from God, and that, that every gift that God gives is is perfect. Um, but it, it's it's only it only it only takes it's only taken root in as much as I'm sharing it with other people. Mm-hmm. You know, otherwise I'm not. I I know that I'm not convinced that uh, that I need it because I'm not convinced that other people need it, and 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 therefore, what 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 is that? You know, how yeah. how, how how does that? You you can't. I can't defend that. Uh, you know the 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 practical ap- application of that, uh, is completely false. And so, um, I, th- I think that, uh, 
or even you know trying trying to trying to diagram everything out or, or or figure everything out when it comes to you know where's the soil that's going to receive the seed as if that's the only point of evangelism yeah you know there there's there's all kinds of of uh, facets to evangelism that are independent of whether or not somebody comes to know Christ mm-hmm. you know and and so you know there's the, the strengthening of faith there's the reliance on God there's the acknowledgement of his sovereignty and the salvation and those are all great in theory but if we never put them into practice then do we really believe them to begin with yeah because if it's not compelling enough in theory to 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 come into fruition to manifest itself uh, then then it's it doesn't really have any teeth to begin with and so um yeah, to, so to, to your question, um, there's, there's a, we, we get in our way a lot. We get in our own yeah. way a lot. And we, you know, thankfully God, God can, can work through us or he can work in spite of us. Uh, but I'd much rather be in the uh, working through us camp um, be, because there's so much blessing in that too. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, there's so much intimacy with God that comes through that as well. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've, I've never, I've never regretted sharing the gospel with somebody, uh, even when they've not, uh, taken their, it well, put their, facing, put their faith in Christ. And there's also something to be said for like, like you quoted from first Corinthians, like years down the road, I will, I will, you know, this only happened a couple of times, but I will run back into somebody who will thank me, uh, and, and apologize for being a jerk when I shared the gospel <laughs> with them because now they're a Christian. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I've done that with people too. I've written letters to people before who shared the gospel with me and, and really cared about my soul. And I just wasn't there yet. And, uh, but I know that those were seeds that were planted. They just took a while. Yeah. Well, Jeff, there's an old saying it's not, I don't know how old it is. Uh, in a bird in the hand, no, no. Okay. <laughs> no, a stitch in time, no. How much wood could a no? Um, there's an old saying, uh, back when I was in college ministry, uh, that if you ain't fishing, you ain't following. Um, and I think that reigns true. If you're not sowing, then the you're not following to the full capacity that you could be, you're not chasing after Jesus as much as you should be. Um, and so. This has been the Glass City Church Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Go like us on Facebook and Instagram. Share this podcast if it was helpful for you. And have a great week. Thanks for listening to the Glass City Church Podcast. For more info, check out glasscitychurch.org.